Morbius is the Sony Marvel movie starring Jared Leto as Dr. Michael Morbius. But is this a badass bloodsucker or did it leave us feeling drained? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Popscore. Entertainment Movie Review Podcast, and today we are reviewing Morbius, a somehow two-year delayed Marvel movie that managed to get worse every time we saw it. Not that that's particularly a spoiler if you've looked at Rotten Tomatoes, or in fact, do not live under a rock. Mm. Uh, I'm still Mike. And I'm still Darren. Yeah, they really didn't want to put this out. Not to the same level they didn't want to put New Mutants out. Um because they literally had to wait for a pandemic to happen so they could shadow release it so no one would pay attention to it. It's not that bad, but... Yeah, this is the weird thing, isn't it? Is that they were putting this on the the same sort of line as Fan4 Stick. And Mm. after Fan4 Stick, this is the critically least well-received Marvel movie... Uh, and if you look at the last four Marvel movies that Sony, the last live action Marvel movies that Sony have produced, um, the last four were Amazing Spider-Man 2, Fantastic, this, and the Venom films. <laughs> oh wait, no, Fantastic was Fox. Bed. It's the two Venom movies, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, and this. And this isn't the bottom, but it's it's not the top of that pile either. Oh boy. <laughs> They just don't know what to do unless it's animation, apparently. No, they either need Kevin Feige there on set every day, or it all goes wrong. And they are an unruly classroom, aren't they? Like, if they're left unattended. (laughs) They produce stuff like this. Now, we we watched this... I mean, we we did watch it under ideal circumstances. It was the first showing on a Sunday. I can't think of any movie we've watched in the morning that's ever gone all that well um that's that's true do we watch venom in the morning as well i feel like we did i feel like we did watch um yeah we ruined our entire day by watching um let there be carnage in the morning so Mm. i think four lions we watched in the morning and that was good but that's and that was just me and you for four lions that was a great showing do you remember when we were the the four lions hipsters for about a month when no one had seen it and we were telling everybody how great it was yeah and that was a, that was a good time. It really was, and then a month later, everyone was quoting it insistently. That was a strange old time. Um, it was nice to be ahead of the curve for once, uh, unlike this film, which is about ten years behind it. <laughs> it really does feel like a Marvel movie they would have made pre two thousand and eight, right. and even then, it would feel it would feel out of date after X Men three. Right. So, who's this for? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I came out of it going, well, I didn't hate it like you do a, a, a Let There Be Carnage, but I can't really say it had anything of substance whatsoever. Yeah, that is exactly it. Not only is this film not good, it is the... I, I described it as a vacuum mm. uh, when we got out of our showing, because it's just, I feel nothing. I won't remember it past next week when I don't have to remember it for a podcast. No, um, and I can't even say it's like the most egregious piece of shit I've seen this year. That's how nothing this movie is. It just I I can't believe that 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 passes for screenwriting nowadays because there's just nothing in this. And 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 people will inevitably make the complaint um, as they will have seen from the trailers that quite a lot of this got kind of shuffled out in the edit all of the quote-unquote good bits got shuffled out in the edits but you've had two years mm. to make it better and you took none of those opportunities i just don't understand like no one sets out let's i'll, I'll level with you listeners there's not a lot of substance here to actually review so this might need to be more of a meta point of like well how do these movies actually get made mm. because no one sets out to make a nothing film or a bad film for that matter and it's like well how many decisions have to go wrong for this to eventually be put in front of actual human beings because 
there's 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 good talent here. On paper, it's a pretty decent cast that you feel like you can get a good movie out of. I know Jared Leto is very much a Marmite person and a Marmite performer in the, in some films. It's pretty good, and in a lot of other ones, he's bad. Like I haven't seen House of Gucci, but you've told me enough to know that that's not a not a high ranking one of his Ooh, recent films. Boy, <laughs> it, that's a bad one. In my opinion, Jared Leto has not been good since Dallas Buyers Club, which is the time. May I remind you all, he won an Academy fucking award. Yes, he fucking um, did. Which boggles the fucking mind. Not for that performance, but like looking at his career since that movie where we've had the worst version of Joker mm. as part of his repertoire, the worst performance in a terrible movie about the Gucci's and now the worst Marvel movie. No, it's not even, it's not even the worst Marvel movie in living memory because I will not forgive Venom. Let there be carnage. We had a great time watching it, but fuck me. Is it terrible? See, this is the thing. Yeah. Because Unlike Van Forstick and unlike Let There Be Carnage, we we had a few laughs, but it weren't like we were having a rip roaring time despite the film's best intentions. We just kind of sat there and mulled over this kind of middling. There's nothing egregiously bad here, but it's the absence of good, and that's that's actually a little bit worse. There's things about Venom Let There Be Carnage I remember with a with a fondness. If it's not, they weren't good. But at least they made me laugh for a little while. There's there's no jokes here. There's no no fun to be had. And like I said, like, okay, Jared Leto on top, he can go away. I still remember. So do you know there's that joke in um oh my god, fanboys, where mm. the where Seth Rogan, the character Seth Rogan plays, gets a full back tattoo of Anakin and Jar Jar from yeah. Phantom Menace. I remember a dude who got a massive check. I think it was a back piece as well. Of Jared Leto Joker about oh, no. two months after the trailer came out for Suicide Squad. Oh, and I remember dear. saying to him, like as a, like a parable, like, do you not want to wait until this comes out just in case, you know, it goes wrong? And he was so adamant, like, no, man, this is going to be Joker on a whole new level. You don't even realise. So, yeah, that guy is still walking around. Hopefully he's had it lasered off in excruciating pain to level out the karma he did to the world. But, yeah, he... Someone out there has a full-blown back piece of Jared Leto Joker. Oh, dear. I mean, the worst thing I've ever done on that level is buy a T-shirt with the Last Jedi logo on it. But the good news about that is that we can use it for rags, so it's fine. You did. So you at least, you have occasionally brought um, merchandise for films before they've come out. And I've tried to to warn you against that practice, but you've kept it under lock. At least you've never permanently inked something onto your body, so that's good. That's true. I mean, um, it paid off with BB-8, who's a good droid, and I'll yeah. hear no words about him. But but yeah, after the Last Jedi t-shirt, I was like, that's £10, I'm never getting back. Uh-huh. So, him aside, you look at the rest of these cats. Okay, it's Matt Smith now. And now you have feelings towards Matt Smith, because you like Doctor Who. and I, I do. And Matt Smith was my favourite of the most recent Doctor Who's. In fact, he might be what? my favourite of all the Doctor Who's. More so than Tenet? <sighs> It, it goes back and forth with these two in my head because, like, right. Tenet is like is the face that launched the franchise back into the popularity and kind of found the new fandom. But because Matt Smith was just like a total nobody coming into that role, and has a weird enough face to look alien, I mm. felt like he was a better fit. He's, he's an odd looking chap, isn't he? Mm, absolutely, like, he plays that... to his strength when he plays weird characters. It doesn't play to his strength when he plays like. Um, a, real people. Um, I haven't seen The Crown, but I still find it weird that he plays... Uh, he plays... Uh, oh, God, who does he play? Prince Philip? He's I think Prince, it's Prince Philip. Philip, yeah, he was. Yeah, that's the one. And then in this, where he's, like, some rich guy, and I'm like, hmm, <laughs> not sure that works for me either. He's a Wish.com bandit Cumberbatch sometimes, isn't he? Oh, God, there was that one shot in this movie where he proper looked like bandit yeah. Cumberbatch. He it was fucking strange. I I don't I I. It's no offense oh. to that. <laughs> strange. Sorry. There you go. Um, I don't mean it's offense to either man, but as I've said about Bendit Cumberbatch before, he makes it look like he's trying to make Elephant Titus sexy. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, right. I feel bad saying that, but I stand by it. Um, but he still can be good, right? I I don't care for Doctor Who whatsoever, but I just know that 
he can be in good things. It just seems like he's choosing not to be. He's definitely the best part of this movie because at least he's aware that he's in a stupid superhero movie and decided to just run with that and just choose some scenery, which is nice. But the problem is no one else around him from other actors to screenwriting to literally anything else is going down that route. They're all playing it very serious, so it kind of jars with the rest of the movie, unfortunately. Yeah, it really does. It's very much a case of everybody else is in quite a a, a low-key, serious movie about almost about transhumanism to an extent. And then you've got Matt Smith, like you say, not just chewing the scenery, but taking like huge bites out of it mm-hmm. at points, which is ironic because of the whole vampirism plot. Um, I, I do feel sorry that in terms of the the Doctor Who cast of his year, or of his tenure, um, you know, that being uh, Karen Gillan, Arthur Darville, Jenna Coleman, uh, he somehow ended up in the worst of all those comic book properties. <laughs> the poor bastard. Because uh-huh. <laughs> Karen Gillan's nebula. Arthur Darville was in um, Legends of Tomorrow, which I've heard is fine. I don't watch it. I couldn't. I just couldn't be bothered with it after. Uh, I got through Arrow and Flash. And it's like, I can do those. I ain't doing anything else. I watched that. I feel like I've seen one season of it, but yeah, it was like. It was such a weird collection of people to try and follow around. Like, because they make out, like, the Arthur Darvel character makes out, like, you are the seven most important characters in the universe. And I'm like, I doubt that highly. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, they, they, it's such a bunch of scrubs. And um, what's his face <laughs> playing the Atom? It's just not good. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so he got. What is, what's Jenna Coleman done? She was a bit part in uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. Yes, she uh, was. She was Bucky's date at the World's Fair, wasn't somehow she? Somehow came away better than the, a co-leading Matt Smith project. Jesus like, Christ! Uh, to be fair, wow, that means most of the Doctors have now been in Marvel. Oh, you've only got to look at the pre what the previous one achieved as well. Like, actually, the one before him and the one after him both got far better roles because Purple Man, yeah, probably the best villain in the um, the what was previously known as the Netflix version. Oh, oh, which oh, is kind of fucking no, Kingpin. After Kingpin. After Kingpin. If you'd let me finish, after Kingpin. Sorry, because um, you don't fuck with the Kingpin. You don't fuck with the Kingpin. You don't fuck with the Kingpin. <laughs> Uh, and then you've got um, Peter Capaldi, who played the thinker in The Suicide Squad, which I yeah. really liked. And I really liked him in it as well. I liked him in that role. Hey, at least Matt Smith's done better than... Uh, he, at least he didn't have to be Malekith the Accursed. So. Oh my god, I forgot that that was him. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So. Ooh, now there's, there's a question. Which one of these movies is worse? Because we've got two Doctors playing the villains in Marvel movies. And it's this against Dark World. Oh, this is worse. Yeah. <laughs> There's some stuff in Dark World that works. It just a lot of it doesn't, and it's a bit boring. Yeah, L- Loki's good, and it's 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 oh, that's the funny thing about Dark World. I mean, history rhymes all the time, but Dark World isn't even the most egregious MCU movie now. No. And my God, are they trying to rectify Dark World by every means necessary to make it? retrospectively better i don't know why i'm convinced that we're going to get a tweet from the main marvel account someday saying apologize for the reception of dark world and then we'll give you the thor 4 trailer (laughs) yep still going um the the latest i heard about that trailer is that it's actually going to be the post-credit scene in thor 4 (laughs) (laughs) oh that's good oh wow we are literally a month away from another marvel movie hey ho um, and have seen nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Um, where was I going? I wonder who Jodie Whittaker's going to end up playing. I'm sure that's a thought experiment you'd love to have. Oh, I mean, the thing is, I don't even mind Jodie Whittaker as an actress, but she's so much better in, like, proper, without being dreadful, bleak human dramas. Right, not not your Doctor Who. No, I think any any role that commands her to have any sorts of presence or charisma is not for her. So, Fair yeah. Enough. I don't know who she'd play in Marvel now that I've got to think about it. Who who could be who's who has a shit time of everything in Marvel? Because she'd be good at that character. 
Um, like the Hazen Peter Parker. There's surely there's someone in the X-Men who just has a shit time all the time. It's most of the X-Men. Fuck it, uh, Rogue can't touch it. Oh, no, but, she's but, too but, old for Rogue. Maura McTaggart, there you go. Oh, there you go, Maura McTaggart. She's the new Maura McTaggart. Done. I can do. Yo, if you're going after the new X-Men status quo, Maura McTaggart's proper tragic, so that's fine. Oh, is this the, the post-Professor um, X cloned himself a new body canon? Yes. You haven't read those, have you? The Power of X and... Not yet, but I've heard it goes places i god damn i actually bought some comic books because i was intrigued and oh boy it's a it's a hell of a setup hell I, I, it would need some major tweaking to make any amount of sense in the mcu but <laughs> god i am so not ready to talk about morbius i even engage in doctor who talk sweet jesus that's <laughs> if that's not a sign that this is not a good movie i don't know what is if you hadn't guessed it's not a recommendation <laughs> god no like they got jared harris who has done some great things recently he was in chernobyl he fucking killed it um he was in an underrated sherlock holmes movie as uh i forgot his name what is it oh was he um oh god he was moriarty to uh, robert Downey jr sherlock yes he was you are right he was really good in that He's so nothing here that I gen. If you, I've look, I'm looking at his character's name now. If you'd have asked me ten minutes after we got out what his name was, I would not have a Scooby Doo what it was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He was playing a Doctor Emil Nichols. Apparently, yeah. I'm pretty sure that name didn't come up once. Don't think so. I, he barely came up. I'm like, why did you cast Jared Harris to be like some type of caretaker dude that shows up to? do some um, exposition and then die. I mean, spoilers, but... Um, <laughs> it gives, it gives Fuck a shit. it, who cares? Oh my God, look into Jared Harris's record. Like, he was on... I don't know if you've watched Carnival Row. That's surprisingly good. I've heard good things. It's actually pretty great. Uh, I hope they make a second season, or if they have made a second season, I will watch it. Um, but yeah, that, Chernobyl... Animals was actually a really good series, fun- funnily enough. Oh wait, no, it's not the animals I'm thinking of. Never mind me. Um, I mean, Mad Men, The Crown. He was in The Crown. And he's been for... Who did he piss off? Who did he piss off to have this role? I don't know. There's so many people he could be cast as in the MCU. And they, they, they've suddenly got to him first and just made him a caretaker. Fine. Um, we will have the conversation of how this plays into the... Mar- we're going to have to call it the Marvel Multiverse now, aren't we? This is the thing. I think so. And and whether or not we can have kind of like do-overs, if you will. We'll get to it in the in the post credit scene, because that's the only place it comes up. Spoilers. That we will. Um, Adria Arjona. Arjona? Yeah, Arjona. I'd say cool. that. Uh, she's Martine Bancroft. Uh, so she's uh, Morbius's kind of uh, second-in-command at his... Um, Sciency Labs, she's fine. Again, just a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> Playing it very serious. There's a line very early on. It's like her third or fourth line of the movie. And she's like, so that's it? You're just going <laughs> to... You're just going to splice human DNA and bat DNA. And that wasn't delivered with any sense of, like, humour whatsoever. Nope. And that kind of just sets the tone for not just her performance, which, again, is serviceable, I think you could call it. Um, but also just this the whole thing plays itself so fucking seriously. In fact, it jumps to bat DNA real fucking quick thinking about it. Oh, you know what? I'll give them this. They don't waste time. They the the scene you've seen of all the bats flying out the cave at Morbius is the first scene of the film. They oh yeah dive straight into this. There's it's a pretty lean movie. There's not a lot of time wasted on um you know well this is the problem. There's not a lot of time wasted, but there's also not a lot of time given to any character nuance, which is kind of the problem. Um yeah, it's a svelte ninety minutes, and mm-hmm. even though it's there's a cast in the single digits, it somehow doesn't flesh them all out properly. It does a lot of that. It does what almost the opposite of what I think makes a good movie is that it tells you the very interesting parts and shows you the most boring bits. 
Oh, yeah. Like, I wanted to hear so much more about Bat-Tube. It was unreal, but <laughs> we had barely any time was given to Bat-Tube. <laughs> it's, it, was, it was revealed so fucking comedically. For, for context, because you're not going to watch this movie. We've just told you not to. The second or third scene in the movie is, is Morbius still on crutches in his office looking after a little girl. And he goes back to his... Um, <laughs> His lab, I guess. <laughs> His bat cave, for want of a better word. Yeah, <laughs> the bat uh, bat lab. There you go. There you go. The bat lab. And Martin Bancroft like flicks a light switch on to reveal a gigantic tube of ever flowing bats, <laughs> just fucking there amongst the test tubes and Bunsen burners. Like, but the thing that gets me, she's waffling on saying like, you know, people are going to start asking questions about you know, what this equipment's for. I'm like, hey, that's what I want to see. What was the expense report on Bat-Tube if he's not telling people <laughs> it's Bat-Tube? I just need a big tube to put some science in. When they were making this office, they had to have produced a floor plan. Yeah. <laughs> Questions will have arisen at an architectural level. <laughs> for fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. As, a, along with the room with nothing in it that is just there so they can have a convenient place to lock him away later on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the opposite of the room of requirement. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just, I, just need, I just need a holding cell in my science lab. Why? <laughs> it's not a question that ever came up in planning, so I don't know why I should answer it now. Uh <laughs> Right, that would have been the interesting scene to watch. The funding right? application for Batch. <laughs> for fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. This entire conversation is more thrilling than the movie. Yep. Can't guarantee that. I'll give him this. Right, real quick. Tyrus Gibson plays an FBI agent. He's very much there. As is Al Madrigal trying to be the humour. I think it raised a smirk once. That is the cast. Yep. Done and dusted. Done. There's six... Possibly seven, but we'll talk about him <laughs> later. Everybody else does not matter. It is scarce, this cast. Yeah, um, yeah I'll give them this. So the fight scenes aren't the worst. They they aren't great, but it at least does... It, occasionally, they will do a fight scene between um, some vampires, and it will be... Almost like a one-camera tracking shot. Obviously, it's all fucking CGI, but they they shoot in a way that at least I don't get lost in the choreography most of the time. That's probably as good a compliment as I can pay. And they do occasionally do some nice slow mode, so you can kind of, if you are a bit lost, catch up on things. It's definitely not the worst thing about the movie. I think it's fine. Above average, maybe at a push. <sighs> I mean, maybe sometimes. I think all the choreography does eventually get uh, kind of overwhelmed by the visual effects, which do feel like they've been worked on to the 11th hour um, because they're a mess. And oftentimes they are kind of concealing the action that's going on. So there are multiple fights in the movie where uh, Morbius is apparently emitting smoke at all times because he is a roadie. Mm. Who knew? Um and that really kind of like it just it feels like what you would do to mask up something that was really shoddily put together but it's so over designed it's lucas levels of like oh but we have to add this in we have to put that effect in i'm surprised there aren't more scenes that end in star wipes is what i'm saying (laughs) i get you i i think i'm 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 fishing for anything like positive i can say about this movie and i think Kind of, do you know what the? Okay, this is another big problem with it, right? Is that we've now had two movies, um, the first being um, uh, New Mutants, and now this one, that was like, right, we're going to do superhero horror, fucking a. New Mutants at least had a stab at it. It wasn't a mm. great stab, but it was a stab. This one, there is not a single jump. There's not even a jump scare. They don't even try and do that. It's there's, like, there's like one scene that kind of half attempts it. But then it just gets immediately abandoned because yep. <laughs> Morbius is the protagonist and you can't have your protagonist be the star of a horror movie. I mean, leading round to the obvious point of why the fuck are we doing a Morbius movie? We shouldn't be doing any villain origins movie. 
And my God, does the fucking post credit scene show why this is a bad fucking idea? Yeah, hundred percent. You you could. I think the only villain you could actually argue, let's do a standalone movie about him, would be Magneto. But then you're just making Schindler's List again. You're making the the, the really good half of First Class. Like yeah. that's it. And even because well, Magneto works because at least you have sympathy. You can understand where he's coming from, right? And mm. his reasons for turning and not aligning with Professor X are pretty well laid out, and it makes a lot of sense. It's why he's one of the best villains ever made. Morbius is a fucking half-vampire dude that just kind of looks cool, and that's about it. Doesn't have a lot of pathos. They tried in this movie. They set up one semi-interesting plot point of... So he goes through his whole procedure to cure himself of his disease by splicing himself with bad DNA... It doesn't turn in full man-bat, which would have been cool. It's kind of a half-and-half thing. And now he has to consume blood. And in doing so, he gets superpowers. Now, Morbius, um, at the start of the movie, actually turns down the Nobel Prize um, because he's invented synthetic blood. Yeah. Uh, Not sympathetic blood. I don't know what that would be. (laughs) Sympathetic blood. (laughs) There, there. There, there, body. It's okay. The sympathetic <laughs> blood's here and it's going to listen to you. I've developed blood with self-care abilities. <laughs> it's holistic. Oh, no, there's, an, there's a fucking Netflix pitch show I've ever heard one. Um, <laughs> more on that soon. Um, so he's invented this thin... Oh, God, I can't... Damn it, Darren. Say the word. Synthetic. Synthetic. It's one of those words that my brain just refuses to say properly. Synthetic blood. Blue blood. That'll do. That he can drink and consume, and that will satiate him for a little bit, but every time he drinks that, it's getting less and less. Only the red stuff is good enough to give him the big boost and to make him go for for longer. Mm. Now, that could have been interesting, of a kind of Jekyll and Hyde situation of like, right, I will descend into madness if I don't drink blood, but if I do, I'm also letting the monster win. And that kind of duality of man, balancing the books, all that good stuff... That could have been interesting if they were wanted to keep that as the main plot. But the second it's like, right, we need to start getting some superhero fights in here, that is abandoned wholesale. Yep. <laughs> they could not give less of a shit by that from about, I'd say, 45 minutes in. That plot point gets abandoned pretty much straight away, and they don't bother to bring it back up again. No, not in the slightest. Oh, no. <laughs> Which is... Just like it could have been interesting. I don't know what your end game is there. I, I suppose you can, you know, what the, the 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 ending that plays out could have still happened, but it's just they then want to get into this. Let's just see Jared Leto and Matt Smith have some fights, and that's apparently more. They think that's more interesting for people than, you know, a doctor trying to kind of figure out. Well, I've made this cure. I just need to find a better version of it so I can pass that on and then hopefully just kill myself but yeah and they could have even they could have even gone the other way of like he's like you say he's made the cure but like it's waning and one of the plot points of this movie is that like oh i can get put myself on the blue blood and it's it's fine but like the first time i take it i'm fine for six hours then five then four then three and you could have had dare i bring it up again a joker-esque ending where it's it's completely useless now i am now a vampire oh fuck oh fuck i'm going to kill everybody i love and had a bit of the tragedy mm. but the movie like i say because it's not directed by a competent director with a competent script behind it with any idea other than set up more movies even though it does that not very well either mm-hmm. it just ends with this kind of like vaguely anti-hero-esque uh, he's a vampire, but at least he's not one of the bad vampires. And like, oh fuck off! Uh-huh. It, it it fails to give what I think could be an interesting character. Ultimately, would have been an interesting villain in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, you know, and it's because you know, in a pre uh, No Way Home world, Peter really hadn't dealt with anything supernatural outside of going to space. No. So for him to come come back and find out there's vampires would have been good. But not in this sense, because I do not want to see a movie where any of the Spider-Men share a screen with Jared Leto. Oh, but, please God, no. But uh, we, we may have to live in that reality soon, and that makes me very sad. So 
because you brought up the director and was like, who directed this? It's a man called Daniel Espinosa. Uh, his his filmography tells you the story. So um, he hasn't directed anything for five years. The last thing he directed <laughs> wow. was Life, um, which was that weird alien movie with Ryan Reynolds and your boy... Oh, Jake um, Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal uh, and so on. So he hasn't done anything since that. He has two upcoming uh, things, um, both about American... Uh, um, what they call American soldiers. One is called Red Platoon. An American sergeant leads a small squad of soldiers into a counter-attack battle in Afghanistan in 2009 because apparently now it's fine to make Afghanistan movies. Cool. Uh, the other one, <laughs> what a title this is. It's the Anarchist versus ISIS. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. A group of American activists joins forces with the Kurdish um, military group to help defeat ISIS in Syria, starring... Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Jesus Christ. What the fuck? For a um, second, I thought you said join up forces with the Kurgan, and I was like, what? <laughs> no, there's a fucking movie. That's a um, film. And also, uh, Espinosa was actually originally in talks to direct everyone's favourite, and especially Darren's favourite movie of the past ten years, Assassin's uh, Creed. Oh, the fucking Assassin's <laughs> Creed. When we get to our ten-year anniversary, I feel like that's going to be that <laughs> that explosion is going to be like the number one moment. <laughs> I, I, I struggle to think of, other than us saying uh, that Apocalypse equals Rita Repulsa. Uh, oh, yeah, I, that was good. That's, that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that a fucking hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided it's actually my least favourite movie of all time. There's, there's, wow. Yeah. That says a lot. <laughs> I fucking hate some movies, but like I don't, I didn't care about them. I've watched them, thought they were shit, and then we moved on. I cared about Assassin's Creed. I still care about Assassin's Creed. And that movie is a fucking pile of dog shit. <laughs> so it hurts more when you care about it, you know what I mean? So I I, I, I think I came to the conclusion the other day that, yeah, that's probably my least favourite movie of all time. Uh, Any hoozle, um, there's literally story. nothing else left to talk about Morbius without doing some spoiler warnings. Um, don't go watch this movie, please God. Um, there is plenty. You know what though? I, I so I updated my my letterboxed of everything I've watched uh, recently because I hadn't updated for a little while. Mm. I have seen three movies back to back to back that are all kind of. You know what? I'm going to say four movies back to back to back to back that are also fucking middling. It's unreal. <laughs> So, in the space of about the last... Well, okay, we watched The Batman, and if you haven't listened to that review, you'll find we both had mild takes on The Batman and didn't really know what we thought about it. I mean, it's better than this, so... Yeah. You know, at least oh, there's actually some better than this. in The Batman. But in the space of one week, I watched Death on the Nile, which is a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> yeah. This, and the night before we watched this, I watched The Secret of Dumbledore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm looking for because I don't I don't know whether I'll see it because I haven't I haven't watched the Grindelwald. <laughs> Ooh, we're already putting those teasers in for the end of year. Nice. Hey, Dumbledore has to ensure the Holocaust happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I forgot. Well, for that. That, what that, yep. that is that is a plot point uh, going forward for Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. I look forward to the end of the year when I get to talk about my experiences of watching an hour and 45 minute uh, discourse analysis of Harry Potter, which really turned me against most things Harry Potter, and then going to watch Secret of Dumbledore off the back of that. Oh, it's been a time. What does uh, so it yeah, tell I... you about cinema at the minute? The, the best two movies I might watch this month um, might be Sonic 2 mm. and The Adam Project. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is doing oh. really well, surprisingly. Fant- oh, great! It's a fa- it's the best movie I've seen so far this year. The Adam Project. It's it's fucking ace. Um, I'm really hoping Sonic's on the plane. I really, that's <laughs> as much as Phantom of the Open is screaming a fucking plane movie. Sonic Two is screaming a plane movie. Oh god! Yeah, you know what? We had some good trailers for this film. Can you really tell we don't want to fucking talk about movies? Um, <laughs> the, the the Northman. That's pretty interesting. It, it it is from the the director of the lighthouse, but I can't say I'm not into the idea of just doing a Nordic revenge saga. Yeah, I'm in. Uh-huh. Uh, what was the other one we saw that looked pretty rad? 
Uh, oh, Bullet Train with Brad Pitt in. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a right. weird one, that is. Like, it's, it's, it's piqued the interest, but I'm not sure how it's going to yep. come off in the end. Action movies confined to one location tend to be good. They do. You are right. I mean, it's Die Hard and the Raid, but I mean, it's Die Hard and the Raid, <laughs> so, you know, yeah. fucking gets good like that. In good you're company. Still you're still worried about Elvis, but I'm fucking jazzed for Elvis. I, I, uh, it's Baz Luhrmann. And we all saw what he did to the great Gatsby. So very worried. And I think part of it is also a bit of childhood trauma from being subjected to his version of Romeo and Juliet at every fucking turn. Oh, God, that's a thought. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, oh, what's it now? The massive weight of talent. Oh, or the unbearable just... weight of massive talent. That's it. Which, right now, um, obviously, this means nothing, because it's probably based on two reviews or whatever, uh-huh. uh, but it is at 100% on the tomato meter. Right, like, I, was, I remember reading the plot synopsis, and I was like, oh, that sounds shit. And then I've seen trailers and thought, fuck me, that looks really funny. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's Pedro Pascal doing Pedro Pascal things. And Nick Cage playing himself, like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, they were all much more interesting than Morbius was. Please don't go watch that fucking film. Here comes the spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! Fuck! Num- <laughs> Number one movie in the fucking world right now, Morbius. Right. Thankfully, it's. I think it's about to be overtaken by the end of this week by um, Sonic. So that's good. Oh, I would have thought... Sequ- I, I don't know if Secret of Dumbledore's out in, in America yet. I think they're, they're holding off a little bit. Mm. I think they got it out here early because obviously we're the home audience and uh, half-term... So I think they rushed it here, but I don't think it's out there for a few weeks yet. So that'll that'll come. But it really wasn't busy where I was. I mean, I was no, in an IMAX. Like, yeah, you were in an IMAX in a city at, yeah. at, at like a prime evening half slot. Half seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was half full at best. So Shit. I guess people just don't really care about Harry Potter spin-offs anymore. Great, I guess, cool. I guess people saw the last one. Oh, yeah, they did. You haven't seen it, have you? Fuck no. <laughs> I, I, I made my way through the main movies so that we could do part a week uh, in yeah. whatever the fuck year Fantastic Beasts 1 came out, which yeah. was a perfectly serviceable, fine movie. Yeah. Where Dan Fogel is still the best thing. Yeah. And I can confirm three movies on, it's now gone way down the shitter. <laughs> and Dan Fogel is still the only bit worth caring about. It's a strange old fucking film. But we're going to save that for the end of the year because I... Is it the worst film I've seen? No, 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 no. Is I it? Don't think it can't be worse than film. this, right? No, no. I, I actually, yeah, I do have it actually behind this because I didn't give a shit about Morbius, so it's just kind of there. I do care about Harry Potter still, and and. Whew. Anyway, um, so they set up a plot that I really don't want to see go for whatever, and I look nope. forward to them dropping um, like a fucking sack of shit because. <laughs> If you were coming to this film, excited for some Michael Keaton times. Based on the trailers. Hmm. Which, you know, legends believe he's probably going to be in this, at least a fair amount. I mean, half the fucking marketing has been based around. Holy fuck, Michael Keaton's in this. Uh, I, I think you might be able to put a claim into, like, advertising standards, because you'll be misled. Yeah, Michael Keaton, this is a very svelte 90-minute movie, and Michael Keaton appears in minute 89 so there you yeah. go. He's charitably in this for twenty seconds of screen time, if that. I mean, it would if I wasn't counting this in in a game of you know six degrees ah. of Kevin Bacon. Um, <laughs> I, I would I would argue to Darren that this should not be counted against his screen credits for the year, but I can't rightly fucking claim that. Oh, you cannot. He's in there. He says stuff. Uh, it's it's debatable if he's in one scene or two. Holy because... fuck, he's got one line. Yeah, he does. He's got one line. <laughs> oh, you poor boy. So I'm just going to check what this has got on Rotten Tomatoes real quick. I think uh... it's... Last time I checked, it was 19. <laughs> has it gone down since? <laughs> 60. Oh, no. <laughs> ah! Okay, so I'm winning game two. But I will remind you that the Breath of the Wild sequel got delayed to 2023, and I picked Elden Ring, so fuck you. <laughs> hey, I've got I've got um, Pokemon Violet and Pokemon Scarlet 
yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm still sad about Breath of the Wild 2, and I don't like you bringing it up so callously to hurt my feelings. But, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I picked Mads Mikkelsen, who is in Fantastic Beasts, and that's only on 58% without the Americans seeing it. So that's Fucking probably going to for 58% for Morbius. That would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 16% is a little harsh. This isn't a terrible movie. It's just not much of a movie. No, it is So... I guess if it depends, do you do you prefer bad stuff or no stuff? I I guess. Um, anyway, fucking due to the tearing space that happened at the end of Spider Man, which is uh, must have been contractually obliged, like obligated by Sony, so that people would give a shit about their movies. Yeah, without Spider Man in them. I, I guess um, that's the reason why in No Way Home, uh, Craven the Hunter is one of the figures you can see in the cracks because yeah. they're making that film. Yeah, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, no. Yeah, we're going to do this fucking dance again. Oh, why? Why, Michael? He was the last Spider-Man villain I cared about. They hadn't spunked, and they're just going to put him in a spin-off before he has a chance. Yep. You know what? He's in the second Spider-Man game, seemingly as the main antagonist. Fine. <laughs> that, his crowning moment. We, even, we managed to get a good Mysterio movie before we got a good Craven movie. <laughs> See, the problem with Craven is he has one really, really good story, right? You do Craven's Last Hunt, and that's it. That's his fucking. That's his masterpiece. That's his fucking magnum opus. And now they're going to have to spaff it half-heartedly in a spin-off movie. So. Michael Keaton essentially does like a fucking Star Trek teleporter thing into a prison cell in the venom verse yeah because morbius name drops venom he does you've seen it in the trailer uh, yes. he name drops venom in the movie and there is a, a reference to something that happened in san francisco which obviously is where yes. the venom movies are set this is apparently is set in sony's spider-man universe otherwise known as the ssu um right yep contains venom venom let there be carnage and morbius um, with scheduled releases for Craven the Hunter and two additional films for 2023. One of those presumably being the Madam Web movie and the other uh-huh. one potentially be... Oh, no, Silk got turned into a TV show. Uh, right. Um, what else is it? Oh, okay, so they're working on Madam Web. The Sinister Six, because they will not let it fucking die. No, they will fucking not. Uh, Nightwatch. I mean, a character somehow more obscure than fucking Darkhawk apparently right. getting a movie uh venom 3 jackpot really jackpot i'm pretty sure jackpot i'm pretty sure jackpot had like she had like a three issue run alongside hawkeye that i own which is terrible and i only own it because it was written by dan slot um ah. <laughs> yeah oh i thought I thought Jackpot was like alternative universe Mary Jane where she like turned into like a super villain see now that would be interesting so they obviously wouldn't do that um and then there's three untitled um projects that one of them is believed to be spider woman um being uh developed by olivia wilde uh, and the other one being the art may movie which they won't let die oh who who wants an art may you tell me one fucker in this under God's hot sun, who genuinely wants an Aunt May movie. One, God's one person son. is all I fucking need to say. It's an interesting way to refer to Jesus Christ, but okay. I meant like... The, the... <laughs> He's always got abs. That's all I'm saying. That is right? true. He's always all... ripped. Yeah. Like, I like to picture him like as Korean Jesus from 21 Jump Street. He's just blam abs. Anyway, anyway... All I'm saying is, there is not a person on this planet who, hand on heart, wants an Aunt May movie over literally any other option in the Spider-Man universe. No, I, I will preface what I'm about to say with, I agree with Darren, I don't want the Aunt May movie, why would you make the Aunt May movie? Uh, but Darren, are you aware of the the uh, the one-off uh, Aunt May comic book run that basically was just art may does sex in the city and turns out to be peter's actual yeah, mother yeah yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah. that that's what they're gonna do but again michael who wants that like <laughs> what assume. what benefit financially critically like 
kayfabe-wise, what does that add? What does that add to us as a species to put fucking millions upon millions of pounds that could be spent on literally anything else? So many charitable courses could have been propped up, but no, we had to make the art money. <laughs> oh, God, they've actually cast silk. What the fuck? Who is it? Have uh, you heard of them? No, we haven't. I'm just Additional gonna... question mark? Um, Silk will be played by Tiffany Espenson. Um, Good for Tiff. <laughs> who was already in Homecoming, apparently, maybe as a background character. Oh, right. Oh, well, play... no, that could, that could work. Yeah, she played the character of Cindy. Oh, Christ. Yeah, no, that's that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, she's... That's, yeah. You know what? That's fine. That's actually fine, because I think that's how they kind of did Silk in the comic book, so... Fair. Um, right, so... Fucking Keaton's in jail. He's Adrian Toomes on the news that said he's got out. And then there's a second scene. So the bit in the trailer you see of Morbius walking past um, Adrian Toomes and, and him saying, what's up, Doc? That's not in this movie. Nope. Nor is him walking past a big picture of fucking Spider-Man. Oh, they in this movie. fucking cock-teased us with that. With the possibility yes, of this being set in a Spider-Man universe. It's still somehow set in the one with no fucking uh, spider or Or is it? Because if you to listen to the second part, of the second post-credit scene, where Morbius is driving a cool car to go and meet um, Vulture, who's in full Vulture garb. <laughs> a scene that if you told me they'd filmed the day before in a parking lot, I'd have believed yeah. you. Yeah, and Vulture's like, hey guys, I've got a great idea. I'm going to put a team together. To which Morbius says, interesting. So, oh, <laughs> I, could... <laughs> I don't know why I'm here, but it's got something to do with Spider-Man. <laughs> Right. The most fucking haphazard line. Uh (laughs) I could write an essay of questions for this 30 second scene. Let's have a snippet. Well, okay. One, how the fuck did Adrian Toomes get Michael Morbius' contact information? (laughs) Two, why did Michael Morbius agree to drive to the middle of a desert to go and meet a person who is either A, a criminal, or B, some weird interdimensional time traveller dude? (laughs) Fucking four. Why is Morbius all of a sudden A-OK with just killing Spider-Man? Either this is a Spider-Man that exists in this universe who hasn't done anything to Michael Morbius, or is it some type of hypothetical Spider-Man that he's from a different universe <laughs> that this random guy in a fucking bird suit is telling me about and Morbius is A-OK with killing that dude. <laughs> like, none of this, none of this makes sense other than... Like, in kayfabe, right, let's say you are a man on the street, not me and you who know too much and we've shown that time and time again, we know far too fucking much for our own good. You're a man on the street who doesn't know that Sony's been hell-bent on making a Sinister Six movie for 20 fucking years without fucking actually ever doing it. Yeah. Like, how could that possibly make any sense? This only makes sense if you know that information, right? Yeah. Because, like, what the fuck are they actually going on about? This is not some well-crafted fucking MCU um, post credit scene that obviously has you know where it's leading to even if you don't know again you're a man on the street you watch the movie that it's referenced to in the future you understand that there is no Sinister Six movie set in stone there isn't one there's this kind of one in the ether that they've been talking about for the last two decades but it doesn't fucking exist and how is this ever going to pay off satisfactorily for that movie either Morbius has all of a sudden turned heel or they're going to get transported back into the MCU to go and vote Tom Holland Spider-Man, and Morbius doesn't know who that is. Yeah. Like, no, no. So oh. none, none of this works. And, and and on top of that, it's like, they they so badly want to make a movie called The Sinister Six that they'll take any fucking six they yeah. can grab at this point. Uh-huh. We're going to end up with, well, the ones we know about, Venom, Morbius, Craven the Hunter. None of which were the original members of the Sinister Six. No, um, and all three have been protagonists of their own movie that had fuck all to do with Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, then they're going to steal Vulture, I guess, yeah. who's, all, who's the only one out of these four to have fought Spider-Man. Uh-huh. So you've got to get... actually been two... on the Sinister Six. <laughs> yeah, has also... Yeah, he was in the original, wasn't he? Yeah, but it's... Right, the original one is... It's Vulture oh, Arc. Um... Vulture Arc... Mysterio, Rhino, Electro. Electro, and Sandman. There you go. I think. Yeah, we because we got most of them for 
for Far From Home. I'm gonna have to. So not Far From Home, No Way Home. I always get those titles mixed up. Original Sinister Six members. Here we go. <laughs> Look it up. There's the picture. Yeah, it's Electro, Mysterio, Doc Ock, Vulture, Sandman, and Craven. Okay, so Craven, original member of the Sin Six. I should have known that. I feel bad. So Rhino wasn't on the original one. Okay. Hmm. Well, there you are. Well, there we go. So, fine. Oh, okay. So if you go off the animated series one, that was. Doc Ock, Mysterio, Rhino, Shocker, Scorpion, and Chameleon. Oh, from the 90s version. Yes. Yeah, that's so, the version we'll have grown up with. Oh, here's the other thing, right? Just off a tangent. So, we're, we're all back on the bandwagon of Andrew Garfield deserves to finish his trilogy. Oh, dear. <laughs> fucking, again, you brought it up before we even start recording. Talk about a fucking cursed monkey paw that Andrew Garfield wished on. <laughs> I just want to close my trilogy, and he's going to have to be saddled with this fucking rinky-dink sinister city <laughs> made up of three, four people who don't know who the fuck he is. <laughs> yeah. Well, not all of them. But yeah, exactly, because Vulture didn't fight the Andrew Garfield no. version. So you have Vulture fighting, just he just wants to fight a Spider-Man. Despite the fact at the end of the movie he actually took steps to protect Peter's identity. So all four of them are going to go through almost meaningless heel turns. You Maybe you're going to bring back that... The version of Green Goblin that was in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, Fine. God. And then if you bring back cool new Electro, he too has just gone through a fucking... Fa- oh. <laughs> does, it, does it mean he get another redesign? Probably. So that means <laughs> five of the six have been good guys. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. It feels like such a character assassination for Vulture as well, doesn't it? Like, right? he went through a whole arc in that movie as just, like, the, like the downtrodden guy who was just trying to make a living, turned a petty thief, was for a moment a bit of a supervillain, but realised he was threatening a child with death and inevitably held up his end of the bargain and to protect himself, his family, and the identity of Spider-Man. But yep. falls through a purple crack in the sky... And the only thing he says upon arriving in a parallel dimension, it isn't, oh my God, what's just happened? Where am I? It isn't, I hope my family is safe. It is, I hope the food's good here. I've said it once and I'll say it again. It's Herbie fully loaded all over again. All over again. (laughs) Oh, nothing about this is good. Literally. You know what? This also robs us of the chance to see the fucking Michael Mando Scorpion that we wanted. Oh my god, I forgot about that. The vast scorpion! We're never going to get it! No, we can't have the good thing we were promised, just we're definitely going to get the shit thing we've been promised. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, Sony Um, just need to... I don't know how you go about fixing this problem, to be honest. They've got their absolute fucking talons in the Spider-Man license and are hell-bent on ruining it. I don't... Like, are they just gonna try and strip it of you know what maybe this is a fucking monumental conspiracy theory to strip all value out of the spider-man license other than spider-man himself and then disney can't demand all that much money for it because they've done such a fucking assassination of it that it's dirty. but then that just costs them money yeah so that makes no sense Did, uh, is it like one of those things where the, if they just keep making a film inside the franchise then they don't have to give it back a bit like the reason why we got fantastic hundred percent it's that. It is, that as long as they keep it going, this is an obligation, this is not a film, this is just something they need to do, just in case they find a concept that people like and then they can ring that for money. Like, that's all that is. Like, I am very much against monopolies, particularly Disney having a monopoly of things, but, oh, fuck it, just give Spider-Man back to them. I'll make an exception for this. <laughs> Just they, they've clearly shown they're the only people competent to move, to make consistently good Spider-Man movies. So I'm pretty sure Disney would allow Insomniac to keep making the game, and uh-huh. and, and and I'm sure as shit they'd uh, want another Spider-Verse movie. Yep, 100%, so, that so makes like sense. we'd keep all the good shit. That wouldn't be a problem. We just lose all the fucking chaff from yep. this fucking thing. Like it, we would we wouldn't have any of this bollocks. A Sinister Six movie. You know, I can argue has already been done with um, no, no Way Home. I mean, I yep. know I know there was five, and the sixth one was a tree, but I'll take it. Like Funny, I, close I, enough. Yeah, I don't I don't want it. I don't want any of this. Craven, Madam Web, Sinister Six, Nightwatch, Jackpot, Venom Three. Um, Ma- Ma- I've already said Madam Web, Spider Woman, Aunt May. I don't want any of this. 
Nope. The fact that I have to keep contributing to this, not only in terms of we still pay £10 to fucking watch this, yeah, but we have to be part of the fucking cycle over and over and over again. We have to watch the movie because the movie's relevant. Why is the movie relevant? Because we talk about comic books here. I am getting so sick. Uh-huh. I'm so sick of it. I We I... get this, like... They can't find funders for... There's a movie out in America at the moment, um, an A24 movie, which normally is a mark of quality, mm-hmm. um, called Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is yeah. a multiverse movie about a woman basically trying to stop herself from dying across multiple timelines. Right. It sounds bonkers. It sounds absolutely mad. People are already saying, keep an eye on this for the 2023 Oscars. And I'm like... That makes no sense because they don't go for sci-fi movies. And then you remember that they gave Dune six Oscars this year. Yeah, they did. So, like, the tides are turning. Things in movies might start to be getting good again. And we don't get that. We're not allowed to watch that movie. But they will release Morbius. At least they didn't release it on April 1st. Actually, no, if they released it on April 1st, that would have been funnier. That would have been funnier. That would have been a nice trick for them to play on the world. <laughs> I'll be right God. back with the real Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. You said okay. the vampires taste like bark. <laughs> 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 the blood was very grr. <laughs> There's a Simpsons quote. For everything. For everything. Right. Oh, I'm glad this is out of the way. Like, hopefully, hopefully, we've now gone past our weird glut of mediocre to shit movies and we're actually going to hit a bit of a hot streak now because coming up we will unfortunately be slightly delaying our Doctor Strange coverage uh, because I'm being very selfish and going on holiday um, <laughs> but tell the truth you're going on your honeymoon I am going on my honeymoon so I meant to ask you how long are you away again for just so we I'm can... away for like three weeks yeah I thought it was quite a long time so um be prepared for our incredibly cold takes on uh, Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's not going. To... Yeah, because it's coming out the first, uh, the first Friday I'm there, and then I'm not back for like another week and a half to two weeks after that. So the, the beauty of that is I don't need to rush out to watch it, but I will inevitably get spoiled, <laughs> so I might have to. Yeah, a hundred percent, you're rushing out to watch that. But I mean, it gets better from here because I finally saw a second Top Gun trailer. That was. Nice. <laughs> With a, with an actual different date on it, surely not. D- different dates, different footage, all new stuff. I was so happy because I'm like, okay, I can get, I can get excited about that movie again, not just the meme of it, just like this this trailer being stuck in purgatory. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's coming. Elvis is coming. Who knows what that's going to be like? But I'm excited. And then Jurassic World Dominion is just round the corner. It is coming. What day is that coming? On hang on, let me just do my thing. On the thing. Where's the view button? Do my There's thing the view on the button. thing. Wonderful think? content. 10th of June, that's coming. So a little over two months to go before we get that, but it's coming. Moon Knight is currently out there in the world. Thoughts so far? I'm only two episodes deep. I mean, yeah, we are only two episodes deep. I'm liking what I see. Oh, yeah. There's a couple of changes from the books that I'm going to be pedantic about in the review, but ultimately, still pretty fucking great. So everyone, great. Uh, I've only got about three episodes into Peacemaker, but similar sentiments there of just yeah. it's doing what I need it to do. So and the opening, my God, the opening! <laughs> oh, the opening, so goddamn glorious. <laughs> um, we've got yeah, we are not all that far away from both Stranger Things season four, which finally had its trailer drop today. It did looks nice, and fucking Kenobi, which has now been tainted because you took it from me in the fucking trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to hope it's shit oh no I'm not gonna no I'm, I'm not that cynical about it like I, I'd hope that Elden Ring was shit but no oh that, that my, my one banker have been better than Elden Ring has now been fucking delayed <laughs> oh, god dear. damn you Zelda but yeah a lot of good things coming out the Northman we talked about um uh, Jurassic World Dominion Lightyear will be out in June as well yep. uh, and of course Thor Love and Thunder um, closing out the summer blockbuster it's not really closing out it's in July and you've still got August but I still have no film interestingly to talk about in August no same like my thing runs out on the 29th of July with Black Adam yep <laughs> <laughs> who knows what that's going to be like. oh god it's, it's an there's another one. fucking villain 
origin movie. Oh, why? God, it is, yeah. Why? For, for, for presumably when he turns up in Shazam 2, I guess. Depending on when they cut off the movie, Elvis is kind of a, a an evil villain, super villain's uh, origin story as well. So, because <laughs> uh, much I love Elvis, he did marry a fourteen-year-old. So you know, there's this. Oh, there's going to be you know. increasingly difficult scenes in that film, isn't there? <laughs> exactly. Will they like commit they... to the death scene? I hope so, because it has the potential to be the greatest death scene in history. Like, the man was killed by success. He was too successful at life, and it killed him. Yeah, he was too successful. That's... He was living too good a life by eating a sandwich yeah. on the toilet. It's how I want to go. <laughs> oh, okay, on that note, I think we'll end it there. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this review of Morbius. Um, yeah, don't bother, guys. It's not Do worth it. Do not bother, please. <laughs> you can go and find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Mike and you can go and find Darren on Twitter and Instagram at the Goodreach. You can find the site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the username FowleyNT. That's F O U L E N T. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you can pick up your RSS feeds under the username FowleyNT or FowleyNT Podcast, depending on the service you are using. And of course, go to FowleyEntertainment.com. For more podcasts, more articles, and more junk as per usual. Thank you very much again. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye, everybody! Bye!